There, good morning everybody. Ooh, uh, Dave will be joining me in just a minute. He's just finishing off his workout. He's doing some heavy lifting. He's getting into the Olympic spirit. Oh, so we are Dave and Ali, and we are here to talk about the parable of the unforgiving servant. And this is found in Matthew chapter 18, verses 22 to 35, if you want to look at it. Oh, Dave, how was that? That was good. Okay. Props proudly sponsored by Mr. Neil Stevens. <laughs> I need this. We will start this morning with a sketch. Oh, I need to turn myself on. Hang on. Can you hear me now? Oh, yeah, that's better. There we, there we go. go. Good morning, and welcome to this report from the Galilee News. I am here with the now infamous Unforgiven Servant for an exclusive interview because he is about to be put in prison. Mr. Unforgiving Servant, we understand that the king has given orders for you to be put in prison until you pay back all that you owe. Can you tell us why? Well, it's a total joke. <laughs> you know, that guy, Mr. Fellow Servant, he owed me a hundred denarii. And because I tried to make him pay it back, now I'm the bad guy. Can you go back a little bit further in the story? We, we understand that you owe quite a bit of money. Oh, that, yeah. Well, I, I did get in a bit of bother, I must admit, and I, I owed the king a few quid. Well, we understand it was 10,000 talents. Well, yeah, give or take a few talents. It was, it was quite a lot, yeah. But you know what? Look, the king, he was, he was really nice. You know, um, when I pleaded with him, I fell on my knees and all that, he said he wouldn't sell me after all. He was quite nice, really. So is it true that he actually forgave you and, and didn't make you pay the debt? Yeah, he did. It's amazing, really. Wow. Very generous. Wow. And what happened next? Well, on my way home, I bumped into Mr. Fellow Servant. And I remembered that he owed me. And, well, I did get a bit carried away, and I tried to strangle him a little bit. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, he was fine, you know, he started pleading and falling on his knees and, you know, all that stuff. But, you know what, a debt is a debt, you know, and, and he owed me, so um, I had him put in prison. And the next thing I know, the, 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 the other fellow servants, they grasped me up to the king. So is that what led to you being summoned before the king? Yeah, he, he gave me a right lecture. It, it, but, you know, he said... I forgave you, but you didn't forgive this other guy. And he got all angry, and he said I was wicked, and, well, now I'm, I'm the one going to prison. Mm. So there we go, folks. A cautionary tale. I'm Alison Swan from Galilee News, and now back to the studio. Okay. There we go. So if you want to look up the story... Read it for yourselves. You're very free. That's Matthew 18, uh, 22 to 35. Now, this story or parable by Jesus is an exaggerated story. It's to illustrate a biblical principle. And we have the first servant who owed a lot of money. It was the equivalent 
of 200,000 years' worth of salary. So imagine that these boxes were full of uh, gold bullion, let's say solid gold. That's a lot of money right there. And in fact, it was more money than, than physically existed in Israel at the time. So, you know, so a lot of money. Um, whereas the second servant, he owed the equivalent of 100 days' worth of salary. So just over three months. So we could say this much in comparison with that. And this story illustrates that we have received an outrageous amount of forgiveness. Such a huge amount of forgiveness that it's beyond measure. It's unlimited. And also, Jesus then wants us to forgive others this much. So God's heart is to forgive everyone who believes, absolutely everyone. He forgives freely and completely. I was reminded of Luke uh, 22, verse 33, and that tells the story of when Jesus was sentenced to death on the cross, and with him were two criminals who were also sentenced to death. And one of them says to Jesus, my sentence is relevant for my crime. I have been justly sentenced and found guilty. Remember me when you're before God. And Jesus says straight away, today you'll be with me in paradise. He doesn't think about it. There's no hesitation. I forgive you. You will be with me in heaven. And, and this is so hard for us to get our heads round. There's no time for this nasty criminal. He must have committed something really bad and serious. No time to be really sorry, prove how remorseful he is. There's no time to... to um, earn his forgiveness. So what is this? It's so hard for us to understand that God forgives with abandon, freely, generously, and we take his forgiveness for granted. The reality is we have been completely forgiven. And even though we don't deserve it, and forgiveness isn't a feeling, it's the truth. God says it is true, I have forgiven you. It's a reality. And he wants us to believe it every day and live in the reality of, yes, I have been completely forgiven. That, that, f that forgiveness then gives me a sense of freedom, of blessing, of real, uh, real, wow, thank you, Lord, gratitude. Because God is rich in mercy. He is, has unlimited grace and love for each one of us. Now, the thing with forgiveness is that 
we find it hard sometimes to forgive ourselves. We know God's forgiven us, but sometimes we think, well, if God really knew what I was like on the inside, or if he really knew what I'd done, he, he wouldn't want to forgive me. Not me. And this is a really dangerous thinking. This is really dangerous. This leads to a conclusion that grieves God and dishonours him. So we must be very careful in how that we come to a place of forgiving ourselves. Jesus knows us. The Father knows us. He knows us what we're really like when no one else sees us. He knows what we do, what we've done. And yet he's still willing to forgive us. And if we do not forgive ourselves, we suffer the consequences. It's like being in prison. It's like being chained to these boxes of bullion and we try and drag it around with us. The Father doesn't want us to be a prisoner to our own unforgiveness, but he will not prevent us, he will not prevent that from happening to us. Like the unforgiving servant who ended up in prison, and it grieves him, it breaks his, his heart when we, we deny ourselves forgiveness. And we, if we truly live in the reality of believing I am forgiven, that God has forgiven me and I am forgiven, it, it transforms our hearts. And, and then we want to share the, that, that joy of being forgiven with others. And we, we extend forgiveness to others. And Dave will come and, and look at this second part of this story about forgiving others. But just before he does that, there's, there's just one thing we want to point out, that for some people they have experienced um, really huge uh, injustices and suffering. And yes, we, we do understand that these are hard to forgive. But the Lord is faithful to us and, and we have to go through a process often with a trusted counsellor, a wise and loving person who can walk with us through that process and gradually come to a place of uh, forgiving others for healing and wholeness. And let's not forget, forget that God's love and mercy are greater than our hurts. Yeah, it's, um, an, it's a vast subject, but we'll try and, try and keep it short. I want to um, start by telling a story. Um, in, in all my 30-odd years of ministry, this is by far the hardest situation I've ever had to deal with. Um, it was an amazing ministry in Africa that we were working with, um, and there was uh, a leadership breakdown 
if, if I told you the whole story, we'd be here till about Thursday. Um, but to cut it very short, there was a leadership breakdown. One of the couples basically tried to take over the ministry. Um, they, yeah, caused all kinds of problems. And it came out of this hurt that um, Ali was talking about. And what happened was um, that way, way back, years earlier, one of the ladies asked the leadership, um, can I put some pot plants outside of the training center? Um, and they said, actually, no, you can't because we're going to use that place for a planted garden. We don't really want pots there. And in our hours and hours of going through what happened in this situation, that was the seed that started this whole episode, which cost many, many people hundreds of hours of trying to work out what happened. And, it, you know, th that's what happens. These, these small things happen, and if we don't do something about them at the time, they grow. And, you know, when someone hurts us, we, we can easily add a filter to that person. And we can see them in a certain way for forever, if we, don't, if we don't sort it out, if we don't actually forgive them. You know, we, we start this mental record, don't we? Maybe it's only me, but we start this mental record of, oh, you know, they did that to me. And we start saying things in our head like, well, they always do that. Or, uh, I knew that was going to happen. Or, that person is such a whatever. All because of one small seed that was planted. And these things, if we, if we don't... Uh, sort them out at the time, they can become very big things that can become extremely hurtful and difficult. And then, and then that affects how we interact with that person, how we talk about them to other people. Um, and, you know, as I say, this, this whole ministry basically almost collapsed because this small seed was planted that the leadership were controlling, they were this, they were that, they shouldn't have been in the country anyway, and it became this massive problem that um, we had to sort out. And often, you know, at that time, a simple, a simple conversation, a simple clarification would have just stopped that from happening. And, you know, it's interesting, just before this, uh, this parable it is where it talks about how we sort out those things, how we go to people, and how if they don't listen to us, we take someone else. You know, and, and all this leads to a, an incredible intolerance and being quick to judge and not showing grace to others. And that's not how God wants us to live. It's not how God treats us, that's for sure. And he wants us to be more like him. And I, just, a, just a little aside about social media here, that social media can actually exaggerate this stuff. H how we perceive people what we see, that the whole, what we see of the polarization that's happening, that you've got to be on this side or that side, all these things come to try and drive a wedge between us. And um, really, God's, God's heart for us is, is unity. God's heart for us is loving each other. You know, it says we'll be witnesses by the way we love each other, not the way we judge each other, or not the way we don't forgive someone for the simple things that they did. Now, as Ali said, there's sometimes there's big things we need to forgive people for. But many, many times, there's very small things that we can sort out there and then that can really help stop some of these terrible situations that happen. Now, the, the problem with speaking on a Sunday morning 
is that it's always deeply challenging personally as you're preparing for it. And I was just so struck again, the seriousness of forgiveness as I was preparing what we're going to say this morning. What a, what a huge subject it is. And, you know, we started it off with like this many notes because it's like, wow, what, how do we bring all this down? But I, I want to read just a few scriptures that I think really illustrates the importance of, of forgiveness. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. There's a big challenge. Colossians 3.13, Bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint, a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Matthew 6, 14 to 15, just straight after the Lord's Prayer. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Whoa! That's pretty strong stuff. Um, and the end of today's parable says this, uh, Matthew 18, 34, 35. And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Poof! This is pretty serious stuff. Um, in uh, Matthew Henry's commentary on, the, on this parable, he says this, Those who do not forgive their brother's trespasses did never truly repent of their own nor did they ever truly believe in the gospel. <laughs> so I, I think it's pretty fair to say this is a very serious subject. And um, it's, very, it's, it's totally fundamental to our faith, isn't it? That we receive forgiveness and therefore we, we forgive others. Um, you know, as, as, oh, where's, where's the matchbox gone? Ah, oh, never mind. <laughs> we, we, we have been forgiven this much. And, you know, it's not so much to ask that we forgive this much. Um, Bill and, and Anna, if you, if you want to come up. So this morning, I just want to challenge us to take a few minutes to think about it. To maybe think about people or situations. Have you labelled someone? Have you, do you always see the negative in someone? Are there people you just need to simply forgive? Do you need to go someone to clarify something that's happened? Was there a situation recently that planted a seed that you know you need to go and sort out? Are you struggling to forgive yourself, as Ali says? So I just want these guys just to play for a couple of minutes before the, before the final song, just have some quiet, and just ask the Holy Spirit to, is there something you want to reveal? Something that I need to actually do? to either forgive myself or someone else or just simply to accept uh, God's forgiveness. Amen.